Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Randy Couture. If you're out there looking for a great sports podcast, go check out Big Mouth Small Words. What up, guys? It's Johnson Say, and I just want to give a shout out to the Big Mouth Small Words podcast in Boston. Thank you guys for your dedication and support. Go Pets. Hey, it's Big Jim from 98.5 The Sports Hub, and I love listening to Big Mouth Small Words. Check them out at Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. We back, baby. Another episode. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Hello, everyone. And welcome to episode number 197 of the Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. Holy crap, we're getting close to 200. We are. That's wild. Yeah. Batch is in studio. Hi. Batch, batch, batch. Oh, boy. Batch, 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 batch. Oh. <laughs> what did I say to you? Sometimes oh. you're the bug, sometimes you're the windshield. <laughs> One goal to go to complete the quest for 20. Oh, man. I had told you that DeBrusque was on the cusp of another goal explosion. Oh, and man. I mean, did he ever explode? <laughs> oh, I'm going to play this. <laughs> oh, Congratulations. One goal to go. So Jake DeBrusk, the most important member of the Boston Bruins, Wrong. has four goals, two assists in his last five games. I mean, and even good. you have to, That's like, admit good. he did get an empty netter, which was just hilarious. But it was, <laughs> it dude. Was we were cool. literally watching Mania. And I was like, oh, 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 he's going up the wing just like we talked about. And then he got it. And I was like, That's just perfect. Oh man. It's just, you know, it's not the real goals that he gets, it's the ones that go off his ass. Or the ones that because <laughs> yeah. it makes me feel like I did something. <laughs> Like the one against the Islanders yeah, flipped over. <laughs> yeah. Like he was just like, I don't even want this puck. And it was like, <laughs> and it goes in. I don't know if pucks sound like that, but <laughs> that one did. <laughs> it did. So, um, oh God. he's now third on the team in goals only behind, you know, David Pasternak and Marshy. So he's getting hot at the perfect time. Are you ready to admit that DeBrusque is the star that he is? No. And all right. Do we need, I'll rephrase the question. Do we need DeBrusque to be this guy to actually compete in the playoffs? Oh, hell yeah. Keep talking. What do you mean? Yeah, of course we need we him. We need him, right? To be this you guy. You didn't say that we needed him before, and to now be, you're saying we well, need him now. When you word it like that. Talk. Come on, Batch. Tell the people. When you word it like that, do we need him to be this guy? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Well, obviously. Oh. But he's not going to be. What do you we mean? Know what, we know who he is. We've seen who he is. I mean, you're now seeing who he oh, is. No, I'm seeing you who he is. are now yeah, okay. seeing a guy other, that can score last, over 20 goals. The last three years don't matter. We're just going to wipe those we away. We can't talk about the past. Oh, okay. We need to talk about the future of, oh. of this organization and how we can compete as an organization. Yeah. We need our first line to be good. We need Pasta to stay yeah. on that second line. Yeah. We need Craig Smith to stay on that third line. And the only way that you can keep the foundation, that pillar, yeah, is held can. by Jake DeBrusque. Or you could trade for Philip Forsberg in the offseason. In the offseason. We're talking about this year. We're okay. talking about the playoffs. Yeah, sure. All right. I'm just glad that he, you're, you're getting it. You better hope he keeps it up. Well, I don't need to hope anything. But I hope he does. I've been watching. I've been telling you what's going to happen. Okay. And it's been happening. Okay? Yep. So we will... Listen, relax. So the Bruins... <laughs> the Bruins... Had three games uh-huh. since we last talked. Yeah. I'm no. a little annoyed with it because we dropped. Yeah. What day is it? Oh, yeah, three. Okay. So we dropped the ball against the Leafs, and then we destroyed the Devils and the Blue Jackets. I know. 
I'm going to ask you how you feel about this stretch, and I, I think you're going to say the same as me. I would like to have that Leafs one back. It's like... They were playing so well. It doesn't... And then it's just like... Bleh. It makes me mad because it almost negates all the good. And I don't want to be negative. I don't no, want to be negative, but, I, but like no, that's yeah. the game you needed to win. I know. Because like, you gave them... It's a four-point swing. Yeah. And it's like, dude... You're right there. And the thing that kills me, right, and the reason that the Leafs' loss is so tough to swallow, that's what she said, is because we didn't show up on time. No. We let them push us around. But we, against shitty teams, we show up on time. Yeah. How come the game that matters? See, that's what makes me nervous about the playoffs. Yeah. When you're playing a real team. It's like a typical. You can't not. It is typical. I typical hate that. Bruins I hate it's that, typical. though. Because we go for these long stretches where we're not typical Bruins. Where no. the new normal is us to show up on time and to play well. Like, mm-hmm. dude, that last time we played the Lightning. That's what I mean. That's well, what you need that to was do. Two games before that, and then they beat the shit out of the Islanders, and you're like, okay, we're on to something here. The Leafs aren't playing that great. They can't get any goaltending. What happens? Bruins come up and puke all over themselves. I think here's the thing. We are a very emotional team, and we need to get. We need to stop doing that. We need to just play. Don't worry about the officials. Don't yeah. worry about them having a bit because that gets in our heads so mm. bad. And also, mm. Swayman was bad. He had a bad game. He had a bad game. And, you know, it's pissing me off because a few lucky goals. I'm going to say, honestly, a few lucky goals because Swayman was just off and a couple of bad officiating calls, and we're down five. It's not like the Bruins can, like, dude, a couple goals, you can come back. And the thing is, too, what's so annoying is when we played, we they couldn't touch us. They couldn't even handle us. And we we came back. We honestly had a chance at the end of that game. And it's well, so annoying. It was too little too late at that point. I know. Yes. And it was like, it was so, because like the first, I'd say two and a half periods, they were just like standing there like, wow, these guys are fast, huh? Like, holy shit. Except for, It was except- more that they kept turning around and looking at the refs like, what yeah. are you, sh- who cares? Just play the game. Play, play the, the game. game, man. You're better than the Leafs. The only one that didn't piss me off that night was Lindholm. Yeah. He was I mean, only he's just one. good. Well, the West is so fast anyway that he's mm-hmm. used to that, and he he just didn't look lost. Everyone else on that team looked lost. But of all the games to not show up. You'd think and then be you the come one. out and you blow the doors off of the friggin' Devils. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Woo. Am I supposed to be impressed? DeBrusque impressed me. But I mean, I'm saying, am I supposed to be impressed? After you lost the game that you needed to win, why didn't you put half of what you put into that game into that one? That's my problem with it. And then you go out and you smash the the Blue Jackets. I'm supposed to. Good job, dude. <laughs> like sick. Yeah, you're supposed to do that. They're not even in a division. Sick. But if you, you but won. if you lost one of those, I'm not mad. I mean, I'm a little mad, but I'm not the Leafs one. It's like those games you win those ones, man. Yeah, if they lost the Devils game, I would have been like, all right. I mean, you. You, you blew your wad against the Leafs, yeah. but at least you hurt them and you you put yourself in a better, right. you know, standing. Yeah. So I thought it was a real team effort on the loss. Everyone, I think you're right about Lynn Holm. He played well. But Swayman was really bad, and Jeez. the defense didn't help him for sure. No, I'm not no. going to say the deep. I mean, it was it was real, like I said, a team effort. But um, the Leafs are such choke artists. I mean, they, oh, they yeah. still tried to lose. Oh, and yeah. the flops. Mm. Are they the Canadians? I mean, listen, there was some really, like Clifton, like kind of smidge pushed a guy 
And he went down like someone shot him. Nothing was worse than the Taylor Hall one. Dude, and they, and they find him. Five, yeah. Like, dude. You didn't even give anything to the other He boarded Hall. Yeah. It was a bad board. That was bad. And good for Hall for not, like, acting it out. Because he, dude. He got right back up. But the way he hit, if he just laid there, they would have oh, given yeah. the dude a five-minute major. Oh, yeah. Because he boarded him hard. No call, by the way. I know. And Taylor was like, oh, this is just kind of how this is going. And to get him mad, oh, you got to do something fucked up. Yeah. Because he's yeah. not a hothead. And so he went and what did and you know what's funny they they did that still shot picture looking like he punched him he, he grabbed him. him and pulled him yeah he but they made the picture look like oh you he suckered him because the picture did uh, look like he was about to knock him out but in yeah. real time you watch it and you're like he didn't even he pushed him yeah he like barely if he punched him it was not 100%. I would love to play the Leafs in a seven game series we would oh, fucking embarrass them they're not getting out of the first round this they way. suck. So now the Bruins are in a position where they they classically love to put themselves in, where they're in a wild card spot. That's fine. And they're two points behind the Leafs and the Lightning. We're at the same game, so there's no games at hand and shit. So we have about 14 games left, one against the Lightning, one against the Leafs, and the Leafs are the last game of the season. They play a lot of hockey. Yes, which is not good for us. They play tonight, tomorrow, Mm -hmm. Friday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like, it just keeps going. The April 16th, 19th, 21st, 23rd, 24th, 26th. Jesus. Like, 28th, and then the 29th against the Leafs. How do you think we're going to end up with, with all these games and, and with, what's, with well, what's going on here? They finish, so they have a tough... Oh, boy. Let's look at the rest. So they play the Blue Jackets tonight. They should win. Yeah, the Red Wings tomorrow. They should win. Then they go to Tampa. Oof, probably lose that one. Then they play the Capitals. That's a big one because the Capitals are behind them. So we'll get in. So we'll we'll get into that. But okay. So one thing for me is, how important do you think it is for the Bruins to figure out who the number one goalie is heading into the playoffs? Because after the very, Leafs, very after very. the Leafs game. That was the first thing that went into my head. I don't know if Swain was the one after that. I don't think it's so. tough. But oh, yeah, you got to figure that out. I'd say you got to figure that out by the time you play the Blues the second time. So then you have your number one when you play the Penguins, Rangers, Canadians, Panthers, Sabres, and Leafs. Yeah, you should you should know your number one by the last like six games of the year. I think it's important to find out like who the team plays harder in front of and who they are going to want to go into battle with in the playoffs because I was convinced it was Swayman. But Olmark has been making a push lately. And seeing the way that we've been playing in front of Swayman the last few games, I'm like, wow, it kind of shifted. Like now they're kind of playing in front of Olmark because Olmark does let in a few softies here or there. But Swayman's doing that too now. I know. And he's more unpredictable. Like Swayman's the kind of I, I don't want to call I don't want to call anybody Tim Thomas, but he has that and like hybrid. I can save a game. I can make a crazy play. But at the same time, he also will be out of position a lot. Mm-hmm. And he'll make stupid mistakes. Whereas Olmark is more of a Tuka, stay in my lane. I'm not kind of gonna he has crazy moments, but yeah. way less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way less than Swayman. So I man, I hope we figure it out. And so the Bruins. Uh, we'll go back to what we were talking about. So the Bruins 
have four games until we meet again next Monday. They're playing four games on the road. Yep. So Blue Jackets, Red Wings, Lightnings, Capitals, Batch, how many points are they going to get? And for you, how many do they need to get to for you to be satisfied? So I'll go over it again. Blue Jackets, Red Wings, Lightnings, Capitals. <clears throat> they got to at least get... Six. Yeah. They need six. Get six. If you lose the lightning game, that's all right. Are you sure? I'm the opposite. To me, you have to beat the lightning. Yeah, if you want to. If you want to lose to the Capitals, lose to the Capitals. But I want what I think, honestly, in my brain, which I hate, and I hate to say it. You're going to lose to the wings. I, no, I think we're going to beat the Blue Jackets <laughs> in the wings, but I think we're going to put too much into it. And I think we're going to um, lose in overtime to the lightning. And I think we're going to lose in overtime to the Capitals. Well, if you get a point, if you come out of there with... I want to beat them. Dude, beat the Lightning and the Leafs. Enough of this losing in the division shit. Yeah, I know. Beat the division. You want to lose a game, lose the friggin' Blue Jackets. Lose the friggin' Capitals. Yeah. I'm just sick of it. It it really... I don't want to be negative, but they're pissing me off with that shit. I know. I mean, if you don't get four... Out of the Red Wings and the Blue Jackets, you I'm going to be mad. Be, I'm going to be fucking I'll mad. Be I will tell you right now, upset. I'm going to be coming in here next Monday pretty upset. pissed off. I'll be very mad. Um, so you got to scrape them. And, you, I mean, dude, you got to beat the Lightning. I, you just got to keep pace. I know you're, like, liking the wild card. And I, I agree with you. But for the Bruins mentally, mm. they need to win the games they need to win. Yeah. Beat the teams you're supposed to beat. That's all you do. Right. So do that. Fucking. Oh. <laughs> well, they're, they're pissing me off. Yeah. So that's the Bruins talk. <clears throat> I want to bring up the fact that the New England Patriots actually made a trade. I know. They got Parker from the Dolphins in exchange for a third round pick next year. They the, got a fifth, I think, too. Yes. Too. The Dolphins also gave them a fifth this year. I think it's a slam dunk for the Patriots. What do you think, Batch? I've been saying to bring this guy in for a couple of years. Yeah, Devontae Parker's good. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that the Dolphins were going to use him as like a nucleus. Like I he's so going to be their core. I thought so. I mean, you, you know, you, you just got him, Waddle. You have him, Waddle, and Hill. It's pretty good. Well, I mean, the Hill was what put them over the top if he is as advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have health issues. He does. He gets hurt a lot. Mm. We need a guy that's reliable. And another thing is the Patriots fans are like, they're so happy, like, oh, Bill Fleeced and blah, blah, blah. Dude, that's... You need a number one guy. This is not a number one guy. He's good. Right. He's... I want to rephrase this. He's a number one guy for them. Like, he's on the Patriots. Yeah. He's number one guy. Right now. Now, yeah. Aguilar is going over there. Yeah. So he's your vertical. And you're going to use Kendrick Bourne as, like, a Swiss Army knife, which I'm sure Bill Belichick is erect in <laughs> thinking of doing that. Him and... Uh, it could work. I'm not saying it... it, it, it it could work, but to me, you got another second-rate guy. Like, does that take them to playoffs? Let me no. put it to you like this. Does that make them better than the Dolphins? No. No. Do you want to know why? Because they gave him to you. Yeah. Do you think they're worried? That was an in-division trade. Yeah. They know something. That we don't know. That we don't. They're like, this guy is not putting them over the top. If they thought he could help us. They're not doing it. Mm -hmm. But they're so like, hmm. And you want to know why they're not worried about you, dude? Because you don't have any cornerbacks. Yeah. You go Malcolm Butler. 
nine years too late. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm just saying they, they don't, I'm happy. I don't want to be an ass because Patriot fans are going to hate me. I want to be an ass. It was a good move. What? Solid move. move. Good. Yeah. I would like, I need more. A yeah, lot, a lot more. I, I mean, we're going to have to put a defense on the field. So let's get some defenders. I would like to get a real number one. That'd be nice. Um, but, you know, Parker, good. And you basically didn't, you gave up a third. Yeah. So I'm into it. It, it, it. Hopefully it works out. I just, I need more from the Patriots. Like they need to show me something. And, and also, did you hear Robert Kraft today? No, not today. He talked and he uh, said some things. He Got said it. he's sick of losing. He said, uh, I don't want to misquote him, but he did say flat out like, and the, what, what blew my mind a bit was he went right into the interview and said it. It was not a question. He went into the interview and he went, I want to let everyone know I'm not content with three years and losing the playoffs. No playoff wins in three years. I'm not okay with it. I, I, I feel the fans. I, I want to do more. You know, we tried to do the free agency thing last year and, and that kind of, you know, cooked the books a bit for this one. But, you know, I don't want I, I don't, I want the fans to know, like, I'm, I'm not happy with this losing. And I'm like, go ahead, everyone make fun of me about saying that Bill's on the hot seat. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Make fun of me, everybody. Go ahead. That doesn't sound good. No. And you know <laughs> what though? I love it. Yeah. Let him know because Bill went up there and talked as if he had won the last three Super Bowls. I know. Yeah, well, we got the quarterback. And then he just said a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> just like, is that what he said? No. But honestly, that might as well have been what came out of his mouth. It was a lot more of a... <laughs> so it was, a, it was a lot of um, you porn action, Red Tube. And it was terrible. Bill needs to be held accountable, man. I know that he is, you know, arguably the best coach of all time. But I don't want to watch trash for another three years. No. I don't want to watch trash. No. And right now, Patriot fans, you're going to watch trash. You're going to watch so much trash. So hopefully he figures it out. Hopefully, you know, Kraft kicked his ass into gear. We will see. Uh, I'm going to make a bold prediction. Uh Uh-oh. If the Patriots get six or less wins, Bill Belichick gets the can. Gone. I could see it. I'm saying it. I'm saying it right now. If they go five and twelve. Yep. Oof. I'm so I'm I'm saying it. Oof. And I'm saying six or less. He can get six wins. He's still nope. Anything less than seven. Ugh. So there. How do you like that? This comes full circle. How do you like that, Patriot fans? You're on the quest for seven now. What's the? <laughs> what's I think the, uh, their uh, their number is eight and a half, and I would go under hard. That I would I would pound the under. I'm gonna pound the under. Let's put the house. On I'm the gonna under. wait. I want to see who they draft. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna wait until we're pretty close to week one, training camp, and then I will let y'all know. Uh, if you need to bet the under, if you need to pound it, because right now we're we're pounding the under. So that was Patriots. That's a lot. That's lot of our things. Patriots minute. That was our Patriots minute. <laughs> and uh, also the Celtics. I'm gonna very quickly. Celtics are killing it. Yeah, but you know what? They're bitches. Uh oh. 
Uh, (laughs) No one can see Patch's face. He's like happy and he's like, oh, he's like, I thought they were good. They are good and they have a chance and I like what they've done. But this is like the issue I had when they gave Marshan the A is like Tatum is great and he's a solid player. He's not a good leader. And neither is Marcus Smart. He's too frisky. The man is spicy. And dude, the, the last game, Tatum got another tech. It's whatever in these regular season games, we're getting close to playoffs. And if you are going to go in with that attitude, the ref's going to be pissed and they're going to fuck you. That is one sport where you don't want to piss off the refs. They will fuck you. They will legitimately just call it for the other team. And there's nothing you can do about it. You ain't LeBron James Tatum. You're not there. So shut up. Play basketball. I hope the Celtics do well. I'm just, that's one thing I wanted to say on this about them. And we, you know, I might talk a little Celtics at some point. I might do it, but they better stop. They better relax. That's all I'm going to say. I want to talk wrestling. I want to talk a little wrestling. Yeah. Because this last WrestleMania, it was a top five for me. Wow. Might've been a top three. That's saying something. On the Sunday last night. That might have been the best WrestleMania I've ever watched. Ever. Oh, my God. Of all time. Tell us. So, you know Seth Rollins, right? Oh, yeah, I do. He is the guy that laughs, and I torment you (laughs) with (laughs) Seth Rollins on Instagram. You do. He had a mystery opponent that ended up being Cody friggin' Rhodes. And what is so crazy about it being Cody Rhodes is that he is obviously, well, I don't want to say obviously. So he's the son of the great Dusty Rhodes. Uh, his brother is Gold Dust. And he never made it in the WWE. Uh, they made him like this terrible character called Stardust. He was oh yeah, very terrible. Uh, and they made him a joke. So he left it. He left the WWE. He made his own company called AEW. You know about AEW, right? Mm-hmm. So that is the direct competitor to the WWE's AEW. He did a lot of things, man. Like, he had the Triple H throne a couple years ago. He smashed it with a sledgehammer. He talked mad shit. He hated everything it was about WWE. And he signed a lot of guys. He signed CM Punk. He, he, he did a good job in AEW. He built up that company. Well, out of nowhere, Cody ends up selling the company. And in a span of like 40 days, he ends up re-signing with the WWE on the, on the Hush Hush. And after six years, dude... You know, he shows up and and I was, I mean, my mind was blown. And it's one of those things where if you had told me a few years ago that Cody Rhodes would be in the WWE, The Undertaker would be retired for real, Stone Cold would come back for a match and Edge would be on that card and Triple H would be there, I would tell you that you were fucking insane. And it, it wouldn't happen. But the glass broke and me and everyone in my house were screaming, hell yeah. And Stone Cold was vintage. I mean, he came out in an ATV. Oh. He stunned everybody. <laughs> Middle fingers were had. At one point, he literally physically took Kevin Owens. He threw him on the ATV, and he drove him. And I was like, this is... Chaos. Everything is happening right now. But I wanted to talk very quickly before I keep... Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off about all the wrestling stuff. I wanted to talk to you specifically about The Undertaker. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and he gave an amazing 40-minute speech after being inducted and at the end of his speech, he said something that like really stuck with me. It was awesome. He was set to be like a basketball star. Mm-hmm. 
he was supposed to be like he had offers on the table. Yep. Like he was gonna be go overseas and like be the guy. Yep. And he was so close to achieving what he set out to do, and he worked so many years to achieve, but he said deep down there was just something that like he was depressed. Mm-hmm. And even though he had adulation and people were on his side and he loved his teammates and his parents wanted him to do it, he knew deep down, like, this isn't what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And he said his brother came up to him and he said, you can't live your life for other people. You can only live your life for yourself. Yep. And he took the offers and he, and he didn't take it. And he went and he was a wrestler. And he had years where he didn't eat. He didn't know when his next meal was coming and he busted his ass and he ends up being the greatest wrestler of all time. 30 years. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker. You hear the bell, you know. Like oh, yeah. everyone knows the friggin' Undertaker. And I just thought that that, like, that message, it really hit me because I feel like I've personally fallen into a lot of things because it's what I needed to do for like others. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. To like have, you know, your wife or your friend or people depend on you and you you got to kind of like form your life around them. You got to remember, you got to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like my little, little empty space yeah. podcast moment, yeah. my little real talk here. But I thought that was like a great, and you really should, um, anyone, you, anyone also, should listen to that. The whole thing, he had like three things where he was like, never be content. Um, right. He just, he had a great speech and yeah. and he just seems like a really good guy. Um, and remember to live for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. And I, I got to keep co- talking about wrestling because Johnny Knoxville was in a match. Oh my God. It I showed you a little Incredible. bit. Incredible. We man comes from underneath the ring. He suplexes a guy. He's a midget. <laughs> I mean, it's just like proportionally. I didn't understand what I was watching, but it happened. And, uh, <laughs> You know, Pontius or whatever. Chris Pontius. Chris Pontius comes in, and I saw so much of him. (laughs) He didn't have a lot on. He ripped (laughs) off his pants, and Sami Zayn's face told the story. And when he got suplexed, he literally wasn't wearing I saw his balls were out of his thing, his thong. It was a lot. And, uh, you know, Sami Zayn tries to run away. The big hand smacks him in the face. (laughs) He goes down. There was a table with mousetraps on it. Typical Jack. It's just just one of those things where it's like... (sighs) There was a bowling ball to the nuts. Classic. Tasers. Love it. The The match ended in Sami Zayn caught in a human-sized mousetrap. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... Oh, my God. That happened. Uh, Pat McAfee, who I love and oh, res- yeah. I respect. I love him. He's someone I look up to, honestly, because he made it. And he just was himself the whole time. And he mm-hmm. never tried to fake it. He always wanted to be a wrestler. He had an amazing match. At one point in the match, he jumped from the regular, uh, just he was in the ring. He jumped to the top rope. It was really impressive. I'm going to show you after this. It was oh really God. impressive. And he did a whole suplex off the top rope. He made it, He just did a lot, and he won. And after the match, Vince McMahon, he beat Vince McMahon's golden boy. Vince McMahon takes his shirt off, and I am a fat fuck. I can tell you that oh confidently my. when I'm yes. looking at a 76-year-old man. And he he's not healthy, technically, because there's there's got to be roids involved. He's 76, and the dude's neck is, like, indented, but he's puffy, and he's jacked. He's just jacked. So he goes in there, and he starts beating Pat McAfee's ass, and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? And then the glass breaks. Oh, yeah. 
And there he comes, and I'm like, I'm a child again. I am 10, and I'm watching this. By the way, no wonder we're a little fucked up. Yeah. Wrestling at 10, we should not have seen these things. There was things There was a lot said. There was a lot seen. Oh, yeah. There were bra and panties matches. I know. It's a lot. Yeah, there was a lot. So I don't want anyone to give me shit about my upbringing because wrestling did it. Yeah, it was wrestling's fault. <laughs> it's that's so you know, Stone Cold comes out, he stuns everyone. It was so fun, and um, I just yeah, I just wanted to shout out wrestling because I I don't talk a lot about it. And you know what? I will say, if anyone wants me to talk wrestling, I will. I just feel like no one gives a shit. Um, maybe for a rumble, yeah. Maybe for like, and you know what I was thinking too, and I'm I'm going off the cuff here. I thought it might be cool, potentially. This is a long way away. But to maybe do like a, a Royal Rumble preview podcast Ooh. live. Ooh. But we actually get video and we do it live and then everyone goes through tables and has matches. Yeah. Like our own Rumble preview. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, and we could have a lot of guests and we yeah. could do a lot of things. So, you know, I'm just I'm just saying and honestly, I've met I've met some people. I I have some wrestling contacts. We might have actual legends of wrestling come here to put people no. through said tables. No. Oh yeah. So it's exciting. I might even get yeah. we man. Oh. I, don't <laughs> I just I saw what he's capable of and now I like I need he couldn't put me through a table. If he did, I would it would be the greatest moment of my life. So you couldn't? Uh Anything I'm a possible. big fucking boy. Anything is possible. I would flatten him. He would become an omelet. There's no, <laughs> there's no way, dude. Like I, I wish he would. There's, no, <laughs> there's just no way that he would be able become to become an omelet. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think, yeah. If you want me to do wrestling talk at all, you know, at a big event. Or anything really, you know, just reach out at Big Mouth Small Words Podcast on Instagram. I'm willing to talk about anything. I just, you don't. I talk about what I like. I talk mm. about what I know. I don't like to talk about what I don't know. But if you want me to, I will. So, you know, just let me know. Uh, is there anything you would like to uh, add to the end of this or are you, are you good? We good. We have a big UFC event. What? UFC 273. Volkanovsky and the Korean Zombie. <laughs> Okay. Aljamain Sterling, Peter Yan. I think Yan's gonna. I do too. Break his life. Gilbert Burns and Hamzat. Mm, wait, is that the dude that everyone's hyping? The next Khabib dude. I don't know. Yes. You know, I don't like that guy, and I, <laughs> I, I actually, I hate both of them. Yeah. And I hope Gilbert Burns does what he does, and he just lays on him. He just lays on him. Yeah. Then uh, Mackenzie Dern and Tisha Torres. Not not going to watch this event batch. No, no chance. Well, they upped it, man. Not spending 85 oh, bucks on yeah, it, I can tell right. you that. That's right. I'm no. not. I'm just God. not. If there was, a, and you know what's funny, Dana White? If Ngana was on that card, Ooh, I would buy yeah. it, you idiot. Yeah, me too. So why don't you put people on that I want to watch? What do you think? And there are some good fights on that. I'm not going to lie. No, but yeah. I don't. What do you think about um, Connor saying he could beat Kamara Usman? Ah, uh, whatever. He's yeah. delusional now. 
Um, I want him and Cejudo to fight so bad. I wouldn't want him to fight any guy that's good at wrestling because you're you're going to lose. When he said the words of like, there's no way he can beat me, I'm like, take down. Yeah. He's going to take you down and he's going to beat you. Morons, yes. you yeah. can't fight on your back. You lose every time you fight a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I know. Idiot. Uh, I, I will say he talked a lot of shit WWE-wise. That could be his move. Now, yeah, well, it should be. The problem is, if he does that, he better watch himself. Because he's small. I know. And he's going in there with guys that are not. Like, Lesnar not really, won't, Lesnar will take classes. liberties on him. Oh, yeah. Lesnar's hated him for years. He has. And if he really, because he talks shit about Lesnar, and I'm like, you are the size of his leg. He'll kill you. Even though you got, like, to the apex of your jackedness, mm-hmm. Lesnar's like a robot cowboy. Yeah. Lesnar's He'll fucking... Freak. Murder you. Yeah. He's man bear pick in real life. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Imagine him going up against a rock. Anyone. <laughs> it's like, it's funny Yikes. because it's like, dude, there's not a lot of wrestlers. I feel like he could actually take. No, I'm sorry. It's just, really there's, know. there's a size difference for a re- like Bobby Lashley is going to eat his soul. Yeah. It's a miracle. That Do you ever I'm... see Omos? Do you even know what an Omos is? No. Bro. I need to get your, like, actual... I need to get your reaction. So you know how big Bobby Lashley is, right? Yeah, I know, like, Yokozuna. But you know Lashley is my point, because he fought Lashley. Okay. You need to see how small Bobby Lashley is as a gargantuan human to Omos. Wait, do I know Omos? I don't know That is a fucking child. That's Bobby Lashley. Get I the wish fuck we, I wish here. we had a, a fucking video. Stop that! That's not. That's Bobby Lashley. Who is that fucking giant? The dude is seven foot two, and he's four hundred pounds, and he looks like. So you know how most giants are like. There's something about them that you're like, oh, he, that's off. He's a normal human. He's just massive. It's not like the guy from the Longest Yard. <laughs> I know, <laughs> dude. I couldn't believe it when I looked at like how small Lashley was compared to him. Cause I look at Lashley and I'm like, no one could ever, he would murder anyone. And then I see Omos and I'm like, well, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> God, Omos could actually like crush my head like a tomato can. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. We're going to end it there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me know if there's anything you want me to talk about. Me and Batch will get it going. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it yeah. going. Um, also, shout out to me real quick before I end. Oh, yeah. uh, everyone knows I've been doing the Patrick Kearns acoustic stuff, which has been going great. I got a new single in the works. Uh-oh. It's really good. It's really... Oh, I've heard it. You haven't. It's Well, you've heard a smidge. I've heard some. It's good. Yeah. It's going to be sexual. So, thank you, everyone that listens. We're going to hit 14,000 on this episode for sure. Yeah, we are. So, uh, check out. Empty Space hit 6,000. Oh, yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Thank Good you. for you. Yeah. Um, you know, because we capitalize on things. What an ass you are. That's what you're going to say? <laughs> you know, that was my outro. Now, <laughs> now it didn't work. Oh, we have to redo it. No, we, Sorry. No, it didn't work. It didn't work. So now I'm going to do this. That's the end of the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's the end of a goddamn show. Thank you for listening to Big Box Forwards Podcast. Go to at Empty Space Podcast. Gotta look at Debrusque. Oh, 
Because uh, he's playing some possum. Oh, my God. Goodbye, everyone.